Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, everybody, welcome back to another post-game podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Hello, everybody. I am over here trying to warm myself up both mentally and physically with uh, some 63% ABV bullet barrel strength as we record this. Must be nice. It's, it's pretty good. It's, a, it's nice. But before we delve into the inevitable awfulness of tonight's game against Kansas State. You want to you want to share a little bit about what you did this evening? Yeah, I I took in most of the second half at uh at the library bar to help judge the second annual library chili chili cookoff. Um ran into friend of the show Rob Bro. He was there as a contestant. Uh, there were some other guys there from 1340 and from uh, Town Square Media. Um, it was great to meet them, hang out with them for a little bit. It was um, when when Rob and I first started talking, it was more like, "What what's happening?" Like as we're watching the game, it was like middle of the third quarter. Like this is not good. And then the game, we're just like, "Man, this sucks." It, it somehow got worse. It did. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. As difficult as it is to believe that it could get worse, it somehow did. Surprisingly. Or unsurprisingly, depending on, on, on your thoughts on the program. Um, I just want to take a couple of minutes to talk about the game, and we're going to spend the rest of our time describing every possible and imaginable way that Kingsbury should not make the trip back to Lubbock tonight. <laughs> I'm going there. Um, if you like Cliff and you want him to keep around, this is probably not your episode. Um, I might fight for him a little bit, but it, it's really... You, everyone knows how much I like Cliff, but it's getting tough. So I, I may I may just be silent for a while <laughs> while I contemplate things. If um, you have sensitive ears, this also may not be the episode for you. This may oh, be no. episode two where we get the explicit tag. Okay. I just, I don't know. And maybe maybe we don't get that fired up anymore because at this point, I'm, I'm just, I'm I'm done. Man, as much as I thought it was done last year, like as, as defeating as that was, man, this year, I don't see how you can go on keeping the coaching staff that you have with what you're seeing now. Um, and let's talk about now you scored six points against probably the worst co- defense in the conference. 
Yep. In Six the first quarter. Points. Two field goals. This is you were you were kept from scoring a touchdown. I mean, I I would say it's been a while since it's happened, but it happened last year. Uh, right. Against a mediocre TCU team. A team that tried to give you the ball seven times. Um and you scored three points then. Um Kansas State scored 21 points tonight, which is their season average. And you still got beat by two touchdowns. I don't I don't know what else to say besides that was just it was a dumpster fire. You were awful. You were top 15 offense in like advanced stats, not just like total yards, which is a just a garbage stat anyways. Like in every meaningful offensive statistic, you're ranked Pretty highly. Enough to keep your offense top 15. You had 180 yards of offense tonight and six points. Mm. And like I said, against the absolute worst defense in the conference. I, I, I thought it was when the game started and we immediately started driving. I thought this was going to go like I thought because... If y'all remember, I was thinking, man, we're going to blow them out. Three scores. You know, this is a team that scored 17 or 24 points in the fourth quarter last week. They put up 46 against OU. This is a team that can score even even with Bowman out. And they were rolling on those first couple drives and had to settle for field goals. So that was disappointing. But I thought, yeah, but at least we can move the ball on these guys. And then that was about it. Yeah, you scored on your first two offensive drives. You you got inexplicably stopped in the red zone, both of those yeah. times. Uh, you got close, and you're just like, mm, "I'm done. We're just going to kick a field goal here." Um, the the team the game I guess this is a point that Rob made. Um, play of the game, he said, was probably going for it on fourth down in your territory in the first half again. Second week in a row, that's backfired. Because Duffy bobbles a snap. It was a good snap. It wasn't like that was Stay Wars' fault. Um, I mean, it hit him right in the hands, like, waist high. And then he gets sacked, like, loses 20 yards. Mm. Kansas State goes and drives and scores on that that possession. See, I didn't didn't see that. Uh, We had pictures today which by the time we were finished with the pictures it was 38 degrees and wind was probably 20 miles an hour so it was a uh, not the most ideal day for it but we we were already set up everyone was dressed everyone was in the vehicle and so we we toughed it out and so i missed a few things and i guess that was right before halftime yeah, it was, was it was what set up um, the one touchdown of the game. Yeah, the lone touchdown. Yeah. So, How about that safety? How bad did that look on TV? Because I heard that on the radio coming back. Um, if you had watched punts leading up to that, you saw this coming, because that guy came. It came on the fourth punt. Now, granted, there was the the first punt happened twice. Uh, they had some kind of penalty and they had to re-kick. It was oh, a delay of game. It was game. a delay of game. That. A delay yeah. of... Okay. 
more infuriating penalties coming out of a timeout or like a situation where you know what's happening. No reason for you to get a delay of game. Anyways, um, so that punt happened twice. Um, this guy comes off the, if you're on offense on the right side, and he kind of, he like swims around. That may be like a great term for it, but he moves around Eli Howard, who's blocking in front of uh, Penazolo, barely mm-hmm. misses the first two kicks, and then gets his hand on the third one. So, like, you saw it coming. Like, they're going to do it. They're going to block one of these punts. And then, you know, it happened. Yeah, in the end zone. Good good timing on their part. Um, another, I guess, like, there was, there was so much, like, vintage Cliff Kingsbury today. Like, year one garbage that should have been put to bed years ago. The give up a late score in the second quarter and then let them score the first drive of the third quarter. Um, well, sorry, you were going to do that, and I think that's when you intercepted it in the end zone. But then you gave the ball back on a fumble, and then I think on a fumble, I, I think Kansas State scored a, a field goal after that. Um, your last possession going into halftime, you actually had the ball last. Um, you decide just to kneel out the clock. You've got like a minute left, and you decide just to run the clock out. Like that is such garbage. Um, and then you couldn't even do that right. You got a delay of game trying to take a freaking knee. Yeah, I was listening to the radio at that point, so I I couldn't quite get a visual of what they were trying to describe because they said that they basically just had to. You know, there wasn't enough room for Duffy to kneel it. They basically had to kind of do a sneak just to get a playoff and then not get a safety. That that was the last one because um, here's another vintage, and this is this has been happening all season. Daquan Bowman back there on a kick return somehow misjudges a kick. He he's like deep in the end zone, and then like n- not not even in the broadcast shot comes sprinting out to try to catch the ball, misses it, luckily picks it up around the goal line, turns around, gets to about the five, and gets tackled. Jeez. Like, why that team, why that guy is still on the punt return team or kick return team, I have no idea. Um, As bad as, or sorry, as good as special teams have been this season, Yes. this is the like the one thing like, Shire, what the F are you looking at, man? Like, you've got to find somebody else that can feel the dang kick. Well, and we've got to, you know, I do want to acknowledge that before we lay into them too much, that the special teams, you know, the first couple games, I think we gave them a lot of grief. But uh, aside from, uh, you know, until this game, they've really done their job. They've played well. Today, you know, Panazolo, of course, the safety we've already discussed, I think he had a, a punt land in the end zone that, could have easily not landed in the end zone for a touchback. Uh, I think Hatfield had a couple of short kicks on kickoffs. Of course, he made his field goals, which is great. And then, of course, the Bowman issues that just seem to keep coming up. Like, I don't have, I don't have, like, my issue with the special teams is not with the kickers today. Like, Hatfield was good. Panazolo was fine. That that block, I don't think, was his fault. Um, 
it was said because he was doing the like he was like in a in a in a rhythm on all of his punts, right? Yeah. And the wizard of special teams, Bill Snyder, figured out like, well, this guy always does the same thing. Like if he's going for distance, he he moves to his right. It's like three steps and a kick. You've got plenty of time to get there if you can get around the blocker. And Eli Howard was just lost. Um, and then the return, like, like I said, the the kickers, I, I think, were fine today. It was just Eli Howard and Daquan Bowman. Um, let's see, what else you want to talk about? Oh, I, you, I wanted... you gave up a touchdown. It got called yeah. back. You gave up a touchdown to an offensive lineman. Like what the David Gibbs dude, tell me what the F is happening to your defense this year. Because again, 71 is lined up on the side on the outside. Something's coming. I mean, again, there were times in this game where you had absolutely no faith. Your defense was going to get a stop against again, probably one of the worst teams that you, you will face all season. Like this is, this is like of the 12 games this is probably like the 11th worst team you're going to face just ahead of Lamar. And you weren't even in this game. Like, well, tech held them to their average. Is that good? <laughs> then you were held five touchdowns under your average. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think, you know, I'm not as, I'm not as down on the defense after this game because they did come up with some stops. Uh, they came up with an interception. They did. They did fine. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not as down on them. Uh, I, I did want to pick your brain on this before we go to questions and stuff, and just kind of your your diatribe. I feel like you're ready to launch into. Uh, what did you think about Carter coming in? Because it seems like at, at first. That's what everybody wanted. They, they'd seen enough of Duffy. He wasn't going to be effective. He wasn't getting it done. Carter comes in, and then it seems like a lot of the same people, well, that was just desperate. Why did you? Why do you do that? Why do you even try that? And I, I think, of course, all of it has to do with him fumbling that first snap. That's going to that's gonna affect your hindsight. But what were your thoughts on it when, when you first saw him come in? Or did you notice that? Because I know you were no, I, I, heels I, deep into judging some chili at that point. I, I noticed it, and I was like, well, um, as he was coming in, I was like, well, that, that move makes sense, right? I thought so, too. I thought so, too. And the four plays he ran... Were awful. No, sorry, five. <laughs> there were five plays. Yeah. Four of them were either a turnover or a near turnover. Yes. And then he ran for five yards. Um, I mean, I, I don't know what you do there. I mean, I don't know what you're supposed to do with it. it no, was I, I don't know. Awful. Because, yeah, it makes sense to try to make the move uh, to yeah. Carter. I mean, it, it may have been a, a little too late at that point. Um, I mean, I don't... Sorry, I'm trying to figure out what I, what I want to say about that. Um... I mean, hindsight, yeah, it looks terrible. Like, why did you put Carter in, or why is he so bad? The move makes sense, right? Um, Mm -hmm. It just... He fumbled the first snap. Kansas State recovered that. 
The next play, he nearly throws a pick six. The next play, he nearly throws an inter- another interception. Um, I mean, I, I guess you could have tried Colt Garrett. <laughs> right, which would have seemed it would have seemed might have seemed desperate. <laughs> well, it to me it, it would have it would have gone past desperation. It looked like you're just you're giving up. Yeah, you just like saying screw it. Let's see what the let's see what the young kid can do. But I think I think any time where you're you're conceding your possession to get to an end of a half, like anytime you do that, you you're giving up. Right? If you don't believe like your offense or your team can take care of the ball for a minute or forty five seconds or twelve seconds, that you're more you're more concerned about turning the ball over than just being able to gain a few yards like there's an issue there and right and i like to think that it has to do with with duffy being there but he's he's been wired this way i think even when mahomes was there he would do this stuff i know he did it last year with shimanek and kansas state was one of the most uh you know criticized times he did it i i wasn't that critical of it when he did it last year uh they they had the chance to run a few plays to try to, you know, instead of playing for overtime, they had a chance to run a few plays and try to get downfield and maybe score, but they didn't. Um, and that's kind of his MO, whether you like it or not. And it, I, I was going to try to blame it on having Duffy in the game, but I don't think that's it. I just think that's how he chooses to end a half. And I'm not sure why. Yeah, he does I, that consistently. I, I'm I'm not going to put the research into this. This is like my recollection of it. Mm-hmm. Anytime that Kingsbury's team is taking a knee where you're not ahead, you're losing that game. Right? Uh, <laughs> like I I could spend the time and go through all of the drive charts from twenty thirteen to now and see like when you take a knee. But like I can't tell you a time where you've taken a knee to end like the first half or uh, to run out the clock in, in the fourth quarter where you're not ahead, like whether you're, you're just trying to get to halftime or you're trying to get to overtime where you've actually won that game. That the, would be a good stat to look up, and I, I don't think it's going to turn out very well for, for Kingsbury. The other thing that the broadcast – I know it's from the broadcast booth. They were talking about – uh, apparently they found out somehow that Kingsbury's coaching staff has like an iPad, right? And every time it's fourth down, they can tell, they say, oh, it's green, we're going to go for it, or it's red, we're not going to go for it. They have some kind of analytics running, some kind of stati- statistical analysis uh, right. to help I, them I decide. heard that too. Well, if you're doing that, like, why don't you take a look at like the statistical analysis of you taking a knee? Because damn it, anytime you've taken a knee when you're not winning, you lose the damn game. You need to quit doing that. It, you, you're just throwing the white flag. You're you're just waving it, man. You're like, nope, I quit. We're 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 done. We're we're done playing. Like everybody sees it. Everybody feels it. Your team feels it. It's garbage. Mm-hmm. And I would say to stop doing it, but dude's gonna be out of here like in a week. So maybe he doesn't do that at, at his next job, his next school. Um, 
But here's here's uh, some stats from our good friend Don Williams, and then we'll get to some of your questions. He, he tweeted out a few minutes ago. Oh, gosh. Tech had 150 passing yards a day. It was the lowest since 2010, where they had 144. This was a uh, year one of Tommy Tuberville. The total offense of 181 yards was also the lowest since you got 144 total yards, also in 2010 against Texas. You've been held to your lowest offensive output, sorry, output in nine seasons by, again, the worst defense you've probably ever played in the Big 12 Conference. Yikes. Like, there's no reason that you should have done what you did today because last week against a much better defense, you put up 40-something points. Well, well, I think it was 34, but I know what you're saying. Sure. Jeez. Well, that's why I, that's why I came in thinking that that Tech would have a chance to really just roll on these guys, and I really wasn't worried about it. And hell, maybe they thought the same thing. You absolutely should have rolled this game. Like we we talked about it in, in the preview post. I mean, I don't know, man. Let me pull up the defensive ratings really quickly, just 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 for my my own gratification here. Okay. Uh, I did want to point out that there were a couple of good defensive plays, since I I don't want to bury everyone and be completely negative, because it's hard it's hard not to be after games like this. Uh, but I did want to point out, you know, I think we've talked about the interception, Fry's one hand interception in the end zone that was great. And Coleman had a deflection in the end zone that saved us a touchdown. At he one also point. gave up a dumb touchdown too. Oh yeah, when Fry gave up one too, I, I, I remember that as well. But it was just uh, maybe not a touchdown, but it was a big third down. Okay. And the other part is that we've lost four in a row again. Yeah. So really quickly, I, I was a little wrong on my by telling you that Kansas State's the worst defense you've played. Um, coming in at, at 101st defense is Houston. Baylor, which you'll play next week, is 100. Kansas is 97. You're at 91, which, of course, you don't play yourself. And then Kansas State's at 82. So they're okay. better than some of the teams you've already played. Um Oklahoma State's defense is better than Kansas State. You put up 41 points at their house. Oklahoma's is better at 67. You put up 46 on them. West Virginia. I don't even care that I said it wrong again. 54. I didn't even notice. (laughs) Um, And you put up 34, whatever it was against them. Let's see. Who else have you played? TCU, 30th ranked defense. You put up 14, put up more points on the road. Iowa State, 26th, more points on the road. And I believe, maybe, where's Texas? I've already passed Texas somewhere. Either way, 
you, you should have done a whole lot better than you did. You were giving up plays. Sorry. you. The way you performed tonight was a lot like some of the most frustrating things you've seen from Cliff Kingsbury's tenure as a head coach. Things that would otherwise, like, had you not, had this game not have happened the way it did, um, you could probably point to some progress, progression, some improvement. Tonight feels like a like just a rehash of a lot of like the worst things that you've ever seen. Um, and so with right. that, I, I I would feel. Yeah, you still got another. You got one more week to, to to win a sixth game. I don't think it matters. I was in the Slack. I was a little salty. I still stand by it. I think Brandon Jones should be fired. I think Cliff Kingsbury should be fired. Uh, obviously, if Kingsbury's gone, then everybody else is gone. Gibbs, his defense has fallen off the face of the earth. As good as we think it was, I think it's astoundingly bad. Again. Somehow, I mean, yeah, you're missing Dakota Allen, but if your defense, like the entire defense crumbles because you're missing one player, then that's on the coaching staff. I I think Um, you've had plenty of time to, to to work on that. Um, So yeah, let's get to some of your questions. What do you say? (laughs) I'm ready. Let's dive in. Adele says, my heart is broken. I can't eat enough. Haagen-Dazs to dissolve the pain. Yeah, I don't know if Hagendoss is going to do it. Uh, Kyle Lang, I've literally got nothing left. I wish they would cancel the rest of the season. Well, there's only one game. So I don't have to endure the pain of of Kingsbury losing his last game to Baylor while they get bowl eligible against us. Yeah, let's talk about Baylor for a second. They won one game last year. Yeah, they have the same record we do. And we we all, when Baylor hired Matt Rule, we're like, that's a terrible hire, right? And he won one game in his first year. Like, yep, see, he's going to suck. Year two, five going on six wins. Mm-hmm. Um, noted sports appreciator. This is uh, at Wild Wild Chase. Feels like we just watched the funeral for the Cliff era at Kingsbury. I would agree. I'm just doing these, like, rapid fire. So if you've got something, you got to jump in. Re- nah, I go for it. Basketball fan at Reed Stewart. It's a real bummer that this is how Kingsbury will be remembered in Lubbock. Yeah, I mean, as a player, I guess he was he gained some some favor with the fans. Uh, this was before my my time as a Texas Tech fan. Um, and I think as a coach, you look at you know going seven zero in the first season. And then some really frustrating five and a half seasons to follow that. Yep. Including lots of November collapses. So yes, speaking of, of, of five and a half um, seasons of, of frustration, after tonight, Kingsbury is thirty-five and thirty-nine. Well below 500. You're not going to reach that this year. Your conference record is 19 and 34. Oh. Um, which includes, let's see, six years against Kansas. Those are all wins. 
we we already touched on it last week that you've only won seven conference home games in six years. Which is surprising that you win more conference games on the road than you do at home. Um, okay, Tate, Baumgartner at T-Bomb 15. So do you give Cliff a pass because of the Bowman injury or is it time? Um, if you're going to give him a pass, then you need to give him a pass for the McLean Carter injury because that happened first. Like He was a starter going into the season. Um, and then you saw Carter coming tonight not prepared at all. That's solely on the quarterback's coach and preparation. Um, the other things that point to non-improvement were happening outside of Bowman's control, right? The defense the past couple of weeks had nothing to do with Alan Bowman not being on the field. Like you knowing you're going to give up a touchdown to Texas last week had nothing to do with Alan Bowman wearing jeans and a t-shirt, jeans and a t-shirt last week. Yeah. I feel like Cliff is better than this if we play our best we are, but at what point do you have to win the games anyway? I hate it. Yeah, I mean, you, you want to talk about like that old uh, cliche, you are what your record says you are. Well, 35 and 39, 19 and 34 in the Big 12. That's barely better than 50%. Sorry, if I could do math, I could tell you that it is 56%. Yes. Tyler Timmons, at Ty Timmon. Remember when I said we would win by double digits? Yeah, that was fun. Hashtag it's basketball season. Yeah, you got a, you've got a an interesting non-conference tournament this, this week, starting uh, Monday. USC and then the winner, or sorry, uh, your result will match up with the result of the Nebraska, oh, I've Missouri already, State. Missouri State, thank you. Red, red reset, man. Am I a bad fan for packing up my tech flag and putting my tech jersey away for the year? Um, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say you're a bad fan by any means, but that is, I don't know. Just go ahead and fly that flag. Because it's still okay to hate Baylor. I, I've i got somebody in my family that wants Texas Tech to hire Art Bryles. And I was like, I, I tried to throw everything at him that I could about if, sorry, Bryles allowed what happened to, Bryles allowed what happened at Baylor to happen either because he knew it and didn't care or didn't know it and should have. And that, like, didn't face him. I was like, all right, dude, we need to <laughs> we need to, to not talk for, for a minute. Um, I, yep. I, I'm kind of shifting my, my thought on telling fans what to do. I, I was kind of critical about fans leaving early. And then when I started thinking about, like, your seven conference home wins in six years, it's... You you know what you're getting. Um, you can see when a game turns against Kingsbury in this team. You've seen it for six years. I I, I don't I don't have anything to tell you. I, I I don't. I have no no authority to stand up and say no. You can't do that or no. You shouldn't do that. 
Cooper Burnett. I was at the game, unbelievably cold. Can y'all remember a worst, worst offensive performance since Leach's first year? Well, I, I gave you a couple from Don Williams from 2010. With the possible exception, exception of the 2011 OSU game, I can't remember any. Well, last year against I guess, TCU, surprisingly, you, those two those two games in 2010 were worse than 2011 OSU, the 66 to six. Um, last year, you only put up three yards, or sorry, three points against TCU. You gained more than 180 yards. I did want to talk about that game a little bit because the parallels are really striking. At that point, the same thing had just happened. Everybody was kind of kind of on the maybe not on the fence, but the fan base was already divided. TCU was coming to town. You thought, okay, this is their backup quarterback. We've really got a shot to to win this one. And I left that game thinking that was the last time Cliff's gonna coach at the Jones. And we went five and six at that point, I think. Because I think the next game was Texas, right? Yeah, where you won or, in Austin on Thanksgiving night. Right, and that was our last game of the season, or did we play Baylor? You you had already played Baylor. You played them like, early, played like in October or something. Okay, okay. So my parallel still works. I, I, I thought, well, I should have thought this out before I said it. Uh, but I think at the end of the TCU game last year where you played like complete crap offensively, and then at the end of this game this year, same exact thing. You came away with six points instead of three. Big whoop. But you're five and six. You're headed into your final game of the season. And beating Baylor is not going to be enough to – I don't think it's going to win Hokut over. I don't think – I know it's not going to win the majority of the fans over at this point. I want Cliff to succeed so bad. I want him to be our coach. I don't know if I – I don't know if I want him to be our coach anymore now. It's it's just been so much of the same thing that we've seen over and over. We can last week I kind of went into some injuries and stuff uh kind of down the moral victory lane. I'm not going to do that this week because it's still the same pattern. Uh you know, we saw this exact game last year against TCU. The only difference was we could kick field goals this year. Otherwise, we'd have really been screwed. And I can't explain why. At least TCU's defense is good, but it was also at home. Uh, you know, it's just you, you go back and forth. We had this exact same 11th game last year, and it was just as frustrating then as, as it is this year. And it, it just kind of is a parallel to, well, is, are things really even going to change if everyone comes back next year? Which I wanted to bring this up, too. I, now I'm on a tangent, I know. But if Wesley comes back next year, because now – you know, what's keeping him from going? I, I, I do agree. Uh, someone else mentioned it too on Twitter, and I think we've mentioned it on the podcast, that that he is a little bit – he could he could stand to put on some weight. You know, I'm sure there's some stuff he could do to, to make his draft stock higher. But what's, what's keeping him from leaving after a potential five-win season and a new coaching change? You know, the- why, would he, why would he want to stick around? I think the biggest thing that that I heard was just his his draft stock was not was not high enough. Mm. That regardless of of the head coach, um, he could still be better, and he can improve his game. 
um, he can improve his physical stature to be more pro ready. So if, if you haven't read the awards post yet, you should. Keith and next up, I want to read some of the comments from that. Oh yeah, go ahead. I think, yeah, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> um, so Mike underscore TTU underscore 92. I refuse to believe that this team could be worse than six and six, no matter who we hired. It has size, it has depth, it has athletes, but it plays so undisciplined and mentally weak. Cliff is soft. He works hard, but he's soft and his team is soft. It's time to change leadership. I agree. I think back to the point of taking a knee when you've got time to do things, um, you just, you, you, you don't have confidence. I mean, at the very least it shows a lack of, of confidence and that trickles down to the rest of your team. Um, fat, sexy, bald guy. <laughs> Love that. It's handle. not me. It's not me. It wasn't me either. I'm not bald, but, um, I like that. You're not denying anything else. <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> there are two other things that may or may not have, or I guess th- three, there are four, four words that describe him there. I'm just saying I'm not bald. I might have been the last guy still on the cliff bandwagon bandwagon, but I jumped off tonight. I could make excuses for the last three losses, but this was a total shit show against a very bad team, and I can no longer justify my loyalty and support for head coach Cliff Kingsbury. Um, you all know that I was very harsh on Kingsbury last year. I was I, I was probably ready to go with a new coach after last year, maybe even before then. Um, I talked myself into this team being better. Um, I believed it could be better. I saw. I saw what I thought to be improvements and things heading in the right direction this season. Um, and yes, it's one game, but I think today like wipes out anything, any positive you, you, you were trying to point to this season. You have a game like today and it's all gone. Um, because you, you have to build a whole lot of trust, right? To overcome, well, here's all the things he was doing wrong, but here, here's how we're trying to be better. And then, like, you fall off the wagon. It's like, well, how many times are we going to fall off before we're like, no, nah, man, you're just not the right guy? Um, yeah, and then Pagosa Raider is, I, I think, a, a lot like, like what, I, what I just said. I'm right there with you. Even I wanted him fired last year. I tried to stay positive this year. Today broke that bubble. Seems like the only ones left on the Kingsbury bandwagon are the Kool-Aid spewers. Yeah, I'm not a Kool-Aid spewer, but I, I think today may have been it for me too, just because it was, I, I can't, like I just said, I can't come up with any any real excuse as to why we would lay such an egg against such a, uh, I don't know, I was about to say winnable team. That's not the right words, but I'm words are failing me, y'all. They're... They're escaping me fast. Yeah. The DF, DFW Texan. I'm in the same boat. He's replying to fat, sexy, bald guy. It's effing inexcusable to put up six points against that team. You can't script one trick play to get into the end zone. Both QBs look like shit. And we've had, and we've had both for years. I've been, I have been among the biggest Kool-Aid chugging cliff fans, but I can't justify it after performance like that. There's, and then he goes on to say, there's no need to, to trash Kingsbury. 
that we can be amicable but decide it's also time to move on. Yes, and I hope people I hope people look at it this way. I think Kingsbury, if if this is the end, which I kind of don't see how it can be or can't be, then that the fans do act as as he suggested. They're you know recognize him as a Red Raider because he is uh, what he did for the school. Uh, you know the the immeasurables that don't pay off on a football field. He ran a clean program. He's got a good graduation rate, you know, all that stuff that some people care a lot less about than they probably should, but let, let the man go. Um, I, I, whatever he does next beyond this, I, you know, everyone should wish him the best of luck. And I really think he's going to land somewhere as an OC probably. And, and, uh, probably have a lot of success, but it's, it just sucks, man. You want this to work out so bad, or I, I do, and I think you did too. Of course, nobody wants their coach to be terrible, or to have a, to have won 19 conference games in six years, or be under 500 for six years. No one wants that. Yeah, that um, that 19 conference wins over six years, uh, averaging a little over three conference wins a year. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Jay Wade Howard, this is back to Twitter, says someone has to answer for the 0-4 streak. Who is it? Um, I would say the head coach. Obviously, everything rolls up to him. Um, side note, after going 2-0 in the throwback this season and 0-4 since they were put into storage. If you want to get into the 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 uniform conspiracy. Uniform watch. I'm on board with it. Uh, let's, let, let's, let's blame it on that. I'm, I'm cool with it. Yeah. Jazz F. I see. She says, "I have no words." Here's a Deadpool toy instead, and she sent me a picture. <laughs> it's a really cool plush Deadpool toy. He's holding a unicorn. He's winking. It's it's very nice. Appreciate. I, we we really appreciate that. That helps <laughs> helps a lot. So here's a question I don't have an answer to because I haven't really put a lot of thought into it. And I'm not really enthralled with the options that I've seen. Mulehorn one seventeen. Who's your top candidate for a Cliff replacement if it comes to that? Well, I. I I think it comes to that. Um, I think there's lots that we can, there's a lot of time that we can spend him and hawing on that and, and breaking down everybody that, that their name gets thrown out there. Um, I think that uh, we need to divest in the air raid. <laughs> yeah. And not that your next coach can't be an air raid coach. That can't be the reason why he was hired. You need to go out there and get the best coach available, um, the best coach that you can afford. Because I I don't think it you know it's not time to to do something stupid like go hire a, a less miles. I just don't well, think you can be tied to. You know, oh he's an alum, or oh he runs a certain system. You need to go get the best available. I don't know who that is right now. I do. It's Lane by God Kiffin. <laughs> oh gosh. That's that's who you go get. Cause none of these other guys that are in the conversation I mean not that it not that it matters because it's such a pointless thing to be concerned about. None of them are exciting. 
<laughs> you know, all, all the guys that all the names that get keep getting thrown around, you know who they are. Yeah, let's let's uh let's bring him in. It's gonna be great. We'll go five and seven next year and we might go six and six the year after. But even if I don't know, I just think I think if you're gonna go five and six I mean five and seven anyway, going five and seven with Lane Kiffin is gonna be a hell of a lot more interesting. <laughs> it's a lot more fun. Oh yeah. Just just dive right in. Go for it. Embrace the weirdness of it. And I, I'm not really being facetious or anything. I'm, I'm being half serious. That that's, that's who I would if, to bring some excitement into the program and, and get some people kind of pumped. That's the only name I can think of that would generate some buzz and generate people going, "Oh my gosh, wow! I can't believe they did that." Well, let's let's see what they let's see what he can do. Let's see what he's up to. You know, you bring in the Latrells or the Browns or whatever of the world and it'll be a very ho-hum reception. No offense to those guys. And they, if they end up coming here, they may very well be great. But just thinking right now after this 21-6 debacle, I'm thinking for a splashy hire, which kind of goes into another question that we had. Which we'll get to that in a second. I'm trying to find a comment that Keith made I want to share with you guys. Um, give me a second. Was it on the Twitter? No, it was in, uh, it was in Slack. I'm just trying to, f- I guess it was a lot further back than I remembered it. Oh, here we go. 515. This is like while the game is still going on, uh, like early, like early in the second half. Keith says, we're going to get a new coach and win the Big 12 with this same damn team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't respond to that then, but I, I don't think that's the case. I don't know, man. I mean, we're losing a lot of guys on defense. You're losing two. Two of the best guys on your defense. All right. <laughs> um... Put in pit. This is uh, Brian says. How much longer will the purchase of my seasonal candles be able to distract me from my sorrow? It depends on how good they are. They were buy one get one tonight. Oh, were they really? Congrats That's good. on the sale. Samantha bought a, like a s ton of seasonal soaps from <laughs> Bath and Body Works. Um, I, I I wasn't there, so I like I can't really partake in the the enjoyment of purchasing them, but I will enjoy using them. Dang right. I love a good candle. My, we, we hosted a, I think I mentioned it previously, we hosted a baby shower for some friends. I say we, I was there. <laughs> and uh, they gave my wife a candle for hosting. And, you know, they mentioned something to me like, oh, we should have got you something. I was like, no, 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 you shouldn't have. And uh, P.S. I love candles. This is great. <laughs> this works out for everybody. <laughs> okay. Briggsy at... Old school Sig says, "Say you have two candidates. One is a splashier hire with recognition, and the other is an up and coming, up and coming coaching savant, but way less experience. Which do you hire? Splash, and, all splash. Well, and and I, I was gonna say go with the up and comer, but he says with way less experience. It's like, well, we've tried the up and coming, way less experience. 
Yes. I mean, Kingsbury was a little bit of both, right? He was splashy. He had recognition around here. But he was also considered up and coming and way less experience. <laughs> yes. Like he was the worst of both of the, like both of those. Yeah, I I would say at this point you, you probably have to go splash. I mean, you've got to get some some fan base buy in. Uh you've got to bring some guys back in. Maybe this is a, a temporary hire, you know, somebody that may only be here a couple of years or sorry, several years. Um but you would think if that person's leaving on, then, then they found success. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay losing a coach because he was successful here. I can deal with that too. Because it's a which whole is, lot uh, better than what we're getting now. Which is why you get Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin comes here. He wins seven games one year. He wins nine or ten the next. And he's gone. And then, and then, and then you, you go with the coaching savant with less experience and you've kind of built some trust back into your fan base because your fans are completely, I wouldn't say they're gone, but they don't trust, they don't trust this team anymore. It's evident at the games, just the attendance alone. It's evident on social media. It's evident when you talk to people. Uh, My friend Adam was, I think it was before, I think it was before the OU game. He lives in the DFW area. Forgive me if I get this wrong, Adam, but, he texted me today. He said that he uh, he was out on the town that day wearing tech gear during game day, and he ran into other people wearing tech gear, and everybody was still kind of buzzing, still kind of excited. Uh, same thing happened today before the Kansas State game, and everybody was apathetic. No one really, you know, it, it wasn't just it wasn't so much that they thought Tech would lose today; they just didn't care. And there's a lot of fans that are getting to that point or have been there for a year or two. And I, I think a, a splashier hire is one way to combat that a little bit. Uh, try to get some butts in the seats that you continue to raise prices on and that you continue to add despite not winning games at home. And maybe that'll kind of right the ship a little bit. We'll see. Unfortunately, I think we're going to have to see. Yeah, so that that was our, our, our last question or comment from Twitter. Um, I'm, I'm just going to leave it here and just say we'll have an interesting discussion on Tuesday about probably a whole lot more into the, the, the coaching carousel uh, mist, <laughs> the carousel mist that will happen. Just around the, the the country in general, and kind of look into some more stats. I'm gonna have some some time on my hands that I can actually do some research going into it. So, well, and for everybody talking up Latrell, they lost to four seven Old Dominion earlier this year, so they're not. You know, he's capable of laying an egg just like everybody, but it, it just seems like sometimes when people throw these names out, they just. They know it's a certainty. Like, oh, he would do so much better. He would do so much better here. Yeah, he might. We don't know. I And I'm not excited about the prospect of any of these guys, aside from maybe Lane Kiffin. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, man. Uh, with that, we're going to wrap it up tonight. Thanks for joining us on a, another post-game podcast, the 23 Personnel Podcast.
That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 